Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, ¿cómo están? Espero que estén bien. Bienvenidos al episodio 35. Welcome to episode 35 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind you that time is running out to sign up for our free workshop to help you improve your Spanish listening skills. If you struggle to understand native Spanish speakers because they just talk way too fast and it's hard for you to keep up, this workshop is definitely for you. If you want some practical tips you can use to improve your listening comprehension in Spanish, sign up for a free workshop at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash listen. That's LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash listen. This is the last week to sign up, so make sure you register now so you can get access to this free three-part workshop and finally start hearing and understanding Spanish better. Part one and part two of the workshop have already been released, and I want to thank everyone that's been participating so far. Thank you for all of your emails and for your comments. I'm really glad to know that you're getting something out of this, and you're having some light bulb moments, right, and also some practical things that you can do to start to change the way that you're studying and learning Spanish so you can really improve your listening skills, okay? So this is my last reminder if you're interested in really getting good at hearing and understanding native Spanish speakers, just register at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash listen. Now, I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. 
Now I know for me, when I set a goal, the first thing I do is look for someone else who's already achieved the goal that I'm working towards. It helps me come up with ideas on how I should move forward, and it also motivates me to keep going or even to just get started if there's something I've been thinking about doing for a while, but I've been putting it off for one reason or another, maybe procrastinating a little bit. Um, Sometimes hearing from someone else who's already got to where I'm trying to get to uh, really helps me. So in that spirit, in this episode, I'll be sharing a conversation with Kayla. Uh, She joins Spanish Con Salsa community and she started our Learn Spanish with Music course when we first got started a few years ago. Now, what really surprised me about her story initially is that she's from a Spanish-speaking family, um, but it still took her years before she committed herself to speak Spanish fluently. Now, we cover so many topics in this conversation, from how it feels to be Latino and not speak Spanish, to discrimination, uh, getting over being nervous when you're speaking to native Spanish speakers, And we also talk about whether introverts or extroverts are better language learners. So kind of that age old (laughs) question about, is it better to be an introvert or extrovert? But we talk about it specifically as it relates to um, both learning Spanish and speaking Spanish. Um, And we talk about a whole lot more than that. So this is just part one of a two part conversation. I'll be sharing the next half of our talk next week. Um, But in this episode, you'll hear what finally pushed Kayla to go from someone who kept saying, I'll be fluent in Spanish one day um, and promising her family that she would learn the language to finally making real progress and getting comfortable talking to native Spanish speakers. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Kayla and that you're inspired and you get some useful information that can help you as you journey towards Spanish fluency yourself. All right, so here is part one of our conversation with Kayla. Kayla, welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Hola. (laughs) First, just tell us a little bit about you. Tell us where you're from and what made you want to become fluent in Spanish. Okay, well, um, I was born in um, Florida Um, I come from a military background, so my father was active duty in the Air Force. And at the age of three months, my dad got stationed to England, and that is where I was raised. I was raised in um, England on Lake and Heath Air Force Base. And um, I left England once I got married at the age of 25. So from England, then to Germany for four years, and then here in the United States. And this is my first time living here, and I've only been living here for three years, and I live in Illinois right now, and also still affiliated with the military here. Okay, cool. So it sounds like you've traveled around a bit. Um, So what is it that made you want to learn Spanish? What made you say, I really want to be fluent in Spanish since you've been in England and Germany? Mm -hmm. Those aren't places really known for, you know, having a lot of Spanish speakers. So what is it about Spanish that made you want to, to really learn it? Well, I come from a Cuban-American background. Um, All of my family that's in Florida, majority of them all speak Spanish fluently. My grandparents, my uncle, my aunt, some of my cousins. So it's something that I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to learn how to speak Spanish. Um, Even in the military community, I was always around, majority a lot of Puerto Ricans. Um, A lot of my close friends were Puerto Rican and um, also as, as an adult, 
um, from England and Germany, a lot of Latinos were on the base. They had like Latino nights on the Air Force Base. Um, Latino, um, you know, when it's um, like September when they have Hispanic Heritage Month, we just had like a big Latino community in the military. And a lot of people did speak Spanish and, you know, when they come and they speak to you and they ask where you're from and, you know, just speaking, I'm just like, man, I need to learn Spanish. It's something I've always wanted to learn since high school. And I just never kept with it. My parents only spoke it to me and my brother and my sister, like if they got upset, but never fluently. And I've always- <laughs> So there was the angry language. It was the angry yes, language you got in trouble in. <laughs> That's the only time I heard it in my household. And I used to always ask my mother and my father, how come you never spoke it fluently? And my parents were like, again, living overseas, there weren't a lot of people that spoke Spanish. So English was just English. So I was like, okay, I understand. But every time we would visit, whether it was for Christmas or during the summer, you know, everyone's speaking Spanish, my grandparents and everything. And I'd be like, oh, what did you just say? And my grandparents used to be like, promise, you, promise me you'll learn Spanish. You need to learn Spanish. So it's something that I just wanted to um, continue doing. And also, you know, for my kids to, my husband, he comes from a Puerto Rican background. He doesn't know Spanish either, being raised in Ohio. And again, his parents not um, teaching him Spanish because there, were not, not, there was not a Latino community around them. So um, I, it's just very important for me, not only my background, but just to um, know the language to teach to my children and it's just something that I've always always had a passion of learning just that just the language always have you know it's really interesting you mentioned just sort of you and your husband both having um, background Cuban and Puerto Rican but then still not speaking Spanish and I think um, some people just assume that if your parents speak the language that you'll like automatically learn it growing up um, and I know that there are people who are Latino, but don't speak Spanish. So is that, mm -hmm. I guess, how does that feel like for you and even from your husband's perspective? Like, how do you feel when you're interacting with family? Is there a stigma around not knowing the language or is it just accepted because your parents wanted you to speak English properly and they didn't really emphasize Spanish? How do you, how do you kind of feel about that sort of in your family dynamic? For me, I mean, um, in my situation, I guess, like family and people understand because when I say, oh, I was raised in England, they're like, oh, there's no Latinos there, you know? So they understand why I wouldn't speak it. But then I get some people again saying, it, it just goes back and forth. Well, how can you be, you know, Cuban and you're not, you know, you don't know Spanish. And again, I have to explain, I was raised in England. I think if I was raised in the United States or especially Florida close to my family, it would have been different. For me, it's that's just how I say, you know, I just wasn't raised around the Latino culture being in England. Everyone spoke English. As far as my husband, for him, I don't know. He feels different. He He's embarrassed about it because, again, going to Puerto Rico and we go there to visit family, everyone's speaking Spanish, even his cousins who were raised in the United States and not in, like, he has cousins that were raised in Kansas. And his aunt spoke fluent Spanish to his cousins, both of them, and they know Spanish fluently. And the other parent, you know, was from a um, American background. So for my husband, he kind of, um, I don't know, I guess holds that against my mother and father-in-law, kind of. He's kind of embarrassed about it because with his name being, you know, you know, Roberto, and some people are like, you don't say your name 
you, you don't say your full name in Spanish. <laughs> you know, he comes across another Latino that works here or something, you know, they'll be like, Roberto, you know, and he's just like, Roberto. And then they're like, you know, how come you pronounce your name like that? And he can't <laughs> pronounce it. He can't pronounce it. <laughs> and so it, for him, it's embarrassing. But again, his parents explained to him, there was a lot of racism. Um, right, right. Where they live, because they, they did live in a white community and they got called the n-word they got called you know sick and all types of there was a lot of racism in his school to the point where he even changed his name in school to robbie instead of roberto wow because that's interesting school, yeah he he got yeah he got um bullied quite a bit where yeah, he was you know bullied. what it's interesting too because I think that's one thing that people don't get. Like now, it's like you know people are trying to learn languages and 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 be more accepting of other cultures and multiculturalism in general. I mean, although yeah. we know everyone isn't, but there at least is now. I think things are better than they were maybe 30, 40 years ago. And but at that time, you know, parents had a motivation for not wanting their children to speak Spanish. Like they would say, well, I don't want you to have an accent, right? So it would be right. like, only speak English. We moved here so that you could learn English, right? So right. I think that in hindsight, I'm sure like the way your husband's looking at it is, wow, I really wish I would have had this skill. But then I can also see sort of like how as a, an immigrant family or parents coming here, you want the best for your children. And if you think mm -hmm. that they'll get better opportunities without having the same stigma that you have. I definitely could see that. So it's really interesting how things have, have changed for the better, really. So so then let's talk about them for you. So you, you had the background, you kind of knew you wanted to connect with your family. I know you also have friends that speak Spanish. So what was it that made you go from just sort of being around the culture and going, wow, I really you know need to learn that one day to finally making the decision that, hey, I'm gonna actually get serious about this and I'm gonna become fluent in Spanish. Like what change for you that you were able to make that decision and move forward? For me, what was like, okay, I really need to learn Spanish was going back and forth to Florida visiting my family and to the point where my family, I kept making promises that I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna learn Spanish because I never understood what the conversation was about when everyone was around me talking and laughing. And it was kind of like, you know, I really want to understand what they were saying and join in the conversation, but I couldn't because I didn't understand anything. And so just people, friends, family saying, just learn, just learn, just learn Spanish to the point where I was on the computer, um, buying books from, you know, the libraries, these Spanish books, Spanish dictionary, again, like apps, downloading them to my phone and just trying to study, but I felt like I still didn't get anywhere because I was doing it on my own. I, I wasn't pronouncing the words right or anything like that. So it, it was it was hard, it was a struggle, but I don't, I've had like tons of books, probably like 50 books in Spanish. Wow. I didn't get <laughs> anywhere with, yeah. I think you haven't set the record. <laughs> you know, especially being overseas on Amazon, constantly just ordering books coming in the mail. And they're just sitting there. I would like skim through them. Okay, that word means that, but it still didn't help with my, you know, me being able to have a conversation in Spanish with anyone. So it was a frustration. And then I would just give up, like put the book down and not go look at it anymore. And just, yeah. <laughs> so, so it sounds like you had the desire, you had the exposure to your family. And I know mm -hmm. probably hearing people laughing around you and not knowing what they're saying is probably a huge motivation. I don't know about you, but like, that's one of my pet peeves. It's like, it's, but you want to be in on the joke, but you also like, yeah. are you laughing at me? Did I do something funny? Like, what did they say? <laughs> so that could be a big motivation um, as well. So 
So you said you got a bunch of books from Amazon, right? And it sounds like that didn't work too well for you because you didn't really make any consistent progress. So then what would you say has really helped you to really make progress with your Spanish? And I know also um, we can talk a little bit about how music has played a role in your language learning as well, because I know you're really into uh, salsa music and other Latin music um, as well. So talk a little bit about just sort of what shifted, you know, from just like getting all the textbooks and looking at them and kind of giving up and coming back to it and not really, you know, making progress to like where you were really making progress with Spanish. Yes. Well, I, I, as I said, I didn't make any progress definitely with the books. Um, it wasn't until we moved from Germany back here to the United States to Illinois. And I want to say probably over a year of living here, I tried to, um, um, enroll in like a, a college here that teaches Spanish, but it wasn't the kind of Spanish that I wanted to learn. Like, obviously I knew that, especially me being around a lot of Puerto Ricans, that the Spanish I was going to learn at the, the university or the college that I was going to go to, I wasn't going to learn the slang. It was just going to be the proper Spanish. So I felt like that wasn't going to get me anywhere. And then I came across just being on the internet. Um, I do remember coming across Spanish con salsa. And I was just like, hmm, you know, what is this? I remember looking into it. And the first thing that caught my eye was music because I listen to Spanish music day in, day out. When I wake up, it's blasting through my house. When I go to sleep, I'm listening to Spanish music like all the time. So when I saw that and I came across a couple of, um, Spanish websites where you know you could um, learn Spanish but with music I was like it's perfect because I'm always listening to music and so truthfully Spanish con salsa is what kept me going I feel like the reason that my Spanish is better today is because of the Spanish con salsa website because of the music and you know because of all the learning tools that are on you know that website with the verbs and you know how to, you know, the, the conversation starters, everything. And it's, it's just helped me. It's definitely just helped me. And also being able to get in groups with people who are also on the Spanish Consalsa website who are trying to learn Spanish also. Just getting into groups and helping people speak Spanish and just feeling comfortable, you know, to have conversation with them because, you know, you're in the same situation. They're trying to learn also. So just trying to help each other. It's just a nice community on the website. So that is what has pushed me now, you know, to, you know, continue to be consistent and, you know, learning my Spanish. And I feel like I've, I've come far in the two, on, in the two years I've been, you know, on Spanish con salsa, I've definitely come far. So, so yeah, what would you say is the, the biggest thing that either you noticed or people around you that you've been talking to as you've been learning with music and sort of um, working to improve your Spanish and stay consistent? What's the biggest thing that you've noticed or like I said, even if someone else that you're talking to noticed about um, how your Spanish has improved? What I've noticed now and which, what was a big, big um, thing for me where I had like, I was very nervous and um, was speaking Spanish to another person who spoke it fluently. I was just always nervous. I was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm gonna say the wrong thing to the person and the person's gonna be like, you know, what did you just say? So for me, having a Spanish conversation with another Spanish speaker, that was 
what made me very nervous. And now today, in the last couple of months, I want to say since before the new year, I've got tons and tons of compliments that my Spanish is, you know, very good and that um, they could tell I feel more comfortable now speaking Spanish because before I would just only say a couple words like, hola, como estas, you know, and then just leave it at that and just listen to the other person talk, but reply back in English. But now, you know, since I've just been continuously having conversation practice in Spanish, whether it's with friends, family, or the tutors on Spanish con salsa, it has really, I've just got more comfortable now. It's like, I just, if I make a mistake, it doesn't matter. You know, they'll tell me, oh, you made this mistake. And then, you know, I'll practice, you know, the mistake I made or the word that I said that was incorrect. And then just, you know, continue and go from there. But that was definitely the big thing for me that I was always nervous to do was to try and speak Spanish to a, a stranger, a Spanish speaker. But now I could go into a, whether a Mexican, you know, store to go buy some things and just speak to the person at the register in Spanish. And it feels good. It feels good now because I don't like to speak in front of like a crowd of people or especially people I don't know. And doing it in another language for me, that was just like, oh my goodness. But now I could go to another Spanish speaking country and speak to people in the airport on the plane in Spanish. And it just, it just feels so good because I never thought that that would happen for me. <laughs> I was always nervous. I was thinking as you were talking about um, just having that confidence and being able to mm -hmm. talk to people, uh, would you consider yourself more of an outgoing or extroverted person or would you consider yourself more introverted? Hmm, that's a good question. I think I'm a definitely not introverted. Mm -hmm. So I would I would think I'm I'm the other because I'm, usually I don't speak to people, I'm not, the person that would just start a conversation, you know, right away, I would wait for the person to say something to me, but I feel like I've outgrown that now in the last couple of months. And now I just go start conversations with people. Yeah. And the, re the reason why I asked that is because I know, um, so there's some people who feel like, you know, there's a lot of talk about being introverted or extroverted and yes. how that impacts language learning. And I've heard some people say that, you know, you have to be an extrovert, you know, to learn a language or extroverts are more successful at learning languages. But it seems to me that your ability to really get comfortable with speaking Spanish have more to do with your confidence level more so than whether or not you were outgoing because even your personality in English might be different than your personality in Spanish because you've got to relearn like how do you tell a joke or how do you communicate this certain nuance that in English is second nature to you but in Spanish you're like oh how do I say that there's a little bit of a bias towards people saying oh you have to be an extrovert but I think that um, at least for me because I, I consider myself an introvert that when you know what you want to say Mm -hmm. and you have a purpose for having a conversation, you're not nervous because you you have a, a reason to be having the conversation and you know what you're gonna say and you also know that you can handle it, right? And I right. think a lot of what holds people back is, you know, what if they say something I don't understand and then I just right. gonna look stupid, right? So. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying the conversation with Kayla so far. In the second half of our conversation, we'll talk about how she went from responding in English to finally gaining the confidence to speak Spanish with other Spanish speakers. So if you're struggling with really getting comfortable talking to native Spanish speakers, you don't want to miss next week's episode. 
We also talk about the role of both travel and music in her language learning and how she's been able to consistently make progress. So if you're not already subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button right now so you'll have access to the next episode as soon as it's released. And if you're already a listener and you found the podcast useful, please leave us a rating and review in iTunes, por favor. That helps other Spanish learners find the podcast and lets us know how we're doing. So we've made it really easy for you. You just have to click on the link in the show description to leave a review on iTunes. And for the month of September, to give you a little extra motivation, <laughs> I'm giving away a free copy of our Simple Spanish Phrasebook, 115 Essential Spanish Phrases to Boost Your Vocabulary. And that's for anyone who leaves a review and a rating in iTunes during the month of September. So just click the link in the show description, take a screenshot of your review, and send us a DM on Instagram at LearnSpanishConSalsa, or just go ahead and email it to us at host at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com and send us that screenshot of your review, and we will send you a free copy of our ebook, our simple Spanish phrase book. And one more quick announcement before I go. Now, you may have heard Kayla mention the Learn Spanish with Music course and being a member of the Spanish Consalsa community during our conversation. Now, if you're interested in learning more about this, you can join our VIP waitlist at SpanishConSalsa.com forward slash join. We will be opening up enrollment very soon for a few days. So if you really want to improve your Spanish this fall, make sure you're on our list so you'll be one of the first to know when we open enrollment again. You'll also be able to access some special bonuses that won't be available to the general public. So if you're thinking about learning Spanish the way Kayla did, sign up for our VIP waitlist at SpanishConSalsa.com forward slash join. And again, we will be opening enrollment very soon. Now, if you're listening to this after September 3rd, 2019, not to worry, you can still sign up for our wait list and you will get notified as soon as enrollment opens again. And you'll also get some pretty free resources for learning Spanish with music in the meantime. All right. So again, SpanishConSalsa.com forward slash join, and you will be the first to know when the course is available again. So that's it for this episode of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. And as always... I hope that something that you heard today has taken you one step closer on the journey from complete Spanish beginner to confident and bilingual. Hasta la próxima.